Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. All right, guys, we have a, another bonus episode for this week. Super short, uh, maybe about 20 minutes. We were uh, we got a chance to sit down with Francesco Molinari this morning, Monday, directly after his win at the Arnold Palmer Invitational yesterday. Uh, would have rolled this into last night's episode uh, if we had known we were getting this time. Uh, but here it is, really short little bonus episode for you and a uh, quick chat we had this morning with Francesco Molinari. Okay, so we're a day after your win, final round 64 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, I want to know, so when I'm, when I'm playing well, I'm very, very aware that I'm playing well, and I start freaking out. At any point, when you're playing really well, how do you, like, do you, do you stop and think like, oh, this is going really well, or do you just power through it? How does yes, a round like yesterday happen? Uh, no, it goes, it goes pretty fast. I think when, when things are going that well, you know, you almost don't have, don't have time to, to think about, uh, how well it's going. It just, it just happens shot after shot. And, uh, I guess it's, you can call it momentum or, or confidence or wherever you want, but you start well and you just keep, keep going, keep pushing and the parts keep dropping. And <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the part that doesn't happen for me. The putts don't keep dropping. But, okay, so around like yesterday, you were 10 groups ahead of the final group. Is it easier to, quote-unquote, close a tournament in a situation like that than it is sleeping on the lead? And just the fact that you were finishing so much earlier than the leaders, do you think that helped you coming down the stretch? Well, it's yeah, it's it's different. Uh, I guess it depends a lot on the on the type of course that you're playing as well Bay Hill the, in the conditions that it was you know you saw the Saturday already that the guys at the top of the leaderboard struggled a bit I think it's a course that if you play aggressive you can get rewarded if you if you start to play a bit more defensive it gets really really hard and uh, you start dropping shots pretty soon so uh, in that way it's easier but then on the other hand I think if anything, it's harder because you don't know what the winning score is going to be. So mm-hmm. you just keep pushing, but you don't know if you've done enough or not. While if you play in the last few groups, you have a better idea of, of what you need to do the last few holes to, to get it done. I don't know if you heard, but on the American broadcast, Paul Eisinger called after you made the putt, called it the biggest moment of your life. Was that a little <laughs> uh, a little bit short-sighted? Did you hear about that? Did somebody, anybody tell you about that? <laughs> I, I saw that last night, yeah, maybe a little overdramatic, but yeah. <laughs> That's the way we do things here. Uh, so this was your first win directly after equipment change. You just signed with Callaway, put 14 Callaway clubs in the bag. I want to know about the process, uh, kind of what your input is in designing a set of irons. So we heard a little bit from those guys as to, you know, the custom irons that were made for you, but how did, what kind of input do you have? What do you like in your irons? I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a big gearhead, but I am kind of interested to somebody that, 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 uh, that knows it at your level. Yeah, well, I guess you know it's it's individual preferences, but for me, it's really it's about the look, it's about the feel. Uh, I think the 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 sole of the clubs of the irons is is really important. You know, the the way they they go through the ground. Obviously, playing so many years, you you get kind of used and and accustomed to certain feels, and and you want to recreate those. So, uh, I played. Uh, in at the sentry with the with the you know the classical callaway muscle back it's a bit more rounded and it was already pretty good uh and then just 
three days before I was leaving for Mexico. <laughs> they got me these and, and I hit balls two days with them and, and put them straight in the bag. Uh, just because, yeah, the way they look and the way they feel, they just fell right from the beginning. And, and uh, yeah, so I was lucky enough to, to get one of these sets. <laughs> You're obviously a world-class player, but I feel like a lot of people don't know a ton about you. So you play a full schedule, a full PGA Tour schedule. You go back and forth between the PGA Tour and the European Tour. But do you live in the States? Do you live in I hear you you live in London, and you yeah. commute to every tournament. How does that work? <laughs> I commute, yeah. How yeah. do you do I'm, that? I'm you're not jet-lagged all the time? <laughs> I live on jet-lag, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... I mean, you know, it started, obviously, I played uh, many years on the European Tour, and... and uh, uh, I moved to London with my wife in 2009. Uh, so when I started playing more over here in the States, we had been in London for, for a few years. And uh, uh, yeah, we just like it there. My my coach is based there, so I get to see him quite often when I'm home. And uh, the traveling is not the easiest, but from London, luckily, you can fly direct to most US cities. Uh, and then it's... It's just working as mm -hmm. it is, so you know I don't want to change something yeah. that that works. Plus now we've got two kids in school, and and you know it's it's complicated sure. when you need to move a whole family. So we're happy there, and we're probably going to stay there for a while. Yeah. Where do you play your golf in London? Uh so it's a club called the Weasley. It's uh, 15, 20 minutes from Wentworth in in Surrey, uh, and yeah, just a private club. I've been there since I, I moved to London mainly because my, my coach was, was based there. Uh, it's Trent John's design, 27 holes, great practice facilities. So, you know, it's, it's a perfect spot for a professional. So you, you've been a professional for a long time. You've played with Tiger before. You played against him in the Ryder Cup. You're paired with him in the final round of the Open Championship. What is that like? Is it any different than any other time you've played with him? Or does that change any, anything for you going into the final round of a major being paired with Tiger Woods? Uh, no, I would say similar. I mean, I was thinking, if anything, probably, you know, given the, the circumstances, you're playing on a Sunday at the Open with a reasonable chance to, to, to win. Uh, it doesn't really matter who you're playing with, to be honest. Cause <laughs> Not even that guy. <laughs> no, yeah, there's, there's enough pressure as it is, you know, without thinking who you're playing with. Uh, but then, yeah, having said that, probably it helped me that I, obviously I played with him a few times before and again in, in pressure situations like the Ryder Cup. And, and uh, uh, so it wasn't it wasn't completely new because otherwise it, it could have been a bit more daunting than, than it was. So you obviously ended up winning, but he made a run a run on that day. Is that do you notice that that is going on? Does that surprise you at all? Or are you totally locked into your own game in that situation? Uh, no, no. You obviously you see it, and and yeah, he had a great run going on the on the front nine, and and up until the the tenth, uh, hit an incredible shot on the on the tenth from from the bunker. Uh, but I don't know for some reason that day it was, I was seeing it, but I wasn't really worried about it, or it never felt like it was going away, or I couldn't catch him anymore. And some days you feel like that, some days you don't. But yeah, fortunately that day I was I was feeling great in the zone, feeling feeling ready, feeling ready to to compete and to do my best. What kind of adjustments do you have to make for conditions like Carnoustie was last year? They were having their biggest drought maybe in the last twenty years or so. Balls were rolling out forever. What kind of a, what what made you so successful on that kind of setup? 
uh, I think it's a mix of experience, you know, having seen those sort of conditions before obviously helps you to read the, the situations and the, and the shots uh, maybe easier than, than someone who's never seen it before. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it. You know, it was tough for, for everyone. Uh, I think the other thing was, I, despite coming from a few wins, I didn't have high expectations because I really don't like Kanusti. Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. Why not? <laughs> Just too difficult? I don't know. I never before last year. I played there a few times in the Danny Links in October, and it's always freezing cold and windy. And just <laughs> just <horrible>. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. A little different yeah. in the middle of the summer. Yes, yeah, so luckily it was it was warmer last summer, but still, you know, you you associate certain courses to to certain rounds you had, and, and <laughs> so you yeah. went into that week with very low expectations. Then, yeah, well, you know, knowing that I was playing well, but knowing that it was Carnosti and that I just didn't <laughs> like it at all. So it was it. Was was a bit of a surprise from that point of view. What are some of, I guess, if you don't like Carnoustie, what are some of the Lynx courses that you do enjoy or do like playing? Uh, I like Turnberry. I like Troon. Uh, yeah. St. Andrews is one that I haven't had great great results on the, in the past. So no, I mean, it's it's a place that I love, but don't really enjoy the, the course that much. So I feel like you would, you would, have more of a competitive advantage when the fairways are a little tighter than they than they are at the old course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the the old course wasn't exactly designed to to my advantage. Yeah, yeah. but Carnoustie was, and you didn't even know it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people a lot of people ask this, but I, I don't know the answer to it. What did you? What was the first thing you drank out of the claret jug? Wine, red right? wine. Yeah, it's yeah. On Sunday night, immediately. No, 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 no. It actually took a few a few weeks. Uh, I, want, I wanted to get it cleaned. I heard some. <laughs> Some of the stories about it. And <laughs> what are some of the stories you've heard about it? <laughs> you don't want to hear that. Oh, I definitely do. <laughs> um, so I want I want to know also, kind of going into the Ryder Cup, how much you know the European. T- it seemed like you know when you guys got to the winning press conference that you know Rory made some comments. It seemed like there was a little chip on your shoulder. How bad did you guys want to stick it to the American fans or the American team? It seemed like there was a little bit a little bit of talk going on behind closed doors about how motivated you guys were. Yeah, but I don't think it was particularly, you know, against American fans or mm-hmm. American or the American team. I think there was just a general uh, atmosphere consensus that we we didn't really have much of a chance, which seemed a bit unfair, you know, towards us. Obviously, we knew the American team was going to be really, really strong, uh, but we knew some of the rookies coming in on our side were really good players too. So uh, it was it was yeah big motivation in 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 that way and uh i don't know i my my feel was that like the weeks before already we were starting to focus on that and and you know we got there really most of us in in great conditions while probably some of the americans you know just focus more on the on the fedex and having a run at the fedex and probably got there a little bit out of gas. Do you think the American team, players, coaches, captains, do you think they underestimated the importance of the golf course at all? Uh, no, to be honest. I mean, just that Justin Thomas was the only player that went over and played yeah, the French Open. I know, was, but, you know, we, we're used to play different courses every week. Yeah. So we, we're able, every one of, of us is able to learn the course in two or three days. You don't mm-hmm. need weeks to, to, to learn a new golf course. So, and, and, Paris National, it's it's in front of you. There are no tricks. Obviously, the rough was up, but 
you know, you figure that out after two holes. You yeah, know, I mean, they didn't figure it out, though. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at, is they never actually figured it out. <laughs> I think we just played better yeah. golf in the end of the, of, the, of the day, you know. That's... People make a lot of things about the Ryder Cup, about the captaincy and, and the pairings, and in the end, who plays the, the best golf wins. Is it... I love asking people this, is the the nerves or kind of the effect that event has on the way you play, is it totally different than any other event you play in? Or have you, you've played in enough now, do you ever get past that and stop being a different kind of nervous for it? Uh, no. No? no. It's, I, I don't know exactly why, but it's massively different from, from any tournaments. And obviously until last year, I didn't have the experience of, of winning a major and, and playing really the last two, three holes with the lead and trying to close it out. But it was totally not, nowhere near what the Ryder Cup does to you. <laughs> that's what and I know you guys play a completely different game than the rest of us do, but there is no simulation for that feeling of being on the first tee at the Ryder Cup. And this particular course, you guys had to hit iron off the first tee. I just remember being like, how could you even find the face of an iron? Is that, was that, did that make it add any pressure to the situation, kind of the fact that you didn't have a big, a yeah. big uh, club head in front of you? So it's funny because some people were saying, oh, you know, it's unfair that the first shot at the Ryder Cup is the toughest one and they should hit driver they should have a hole mm -hmm. where they hit driver it's much easier to hit driver in those conditions than a two iron right or three iron. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you look down at the two iron and you're like oh no please, please <laughs> okay good ball. you're thinking the exact same way i would think now <laughs> i've now I've, that makes me feel so much better uh, you had, so you had never won a Ryder cup match before this year and you won all five of your matches this year what what was the difference <laughs> I don't know. Well, statistically, I think there was a good chance. You were doomed for a correction. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get some points, but uh, probably the the course. Obviously, it's a course that I love and and where I usually play well. And then the confidence I had from the summer, and and again the fact that I showed up there in in good form, playing some of the best golf of the of the season. What was the celebration like after winning? <laughs> it was a. You know, as it should be, a huge party and and uh, a lot of drinks and and uh, it's it's a you know it's a week obviously with a lot of pressure like we say and then at the end of a week like that you need to unleash the, the pressure yeah. somehow. So it was a big party. I mean, the, uh, both teams come together in one room and kind of celebrate together and party together. Or is it is it separated <laughs> out? I mean, I remember seeing in 2016. Uh, uh, yeah. I remember seeing story or seeing pictures of Rory in the U.S. team room kind of celebrating. But did that not happen in France? I've had uh, yeah different experiences this time in France. I mean, I was there until three and I didn't see anyone. But I heard that some of the U.S. players came in after that. But they were too busy either, fighting. Either I don't remember seeing them. Or... <laughs> I was gone already, yeah. So I want to hear about the video you and Tommy Fleetwood shot. Uh, after. When did you guys shoot that? I know it was posted the next day. Uh, how did that come together? Yeah, it was pretty much middle of the party, like 2.30 in the morning. One of the European <laughs> tour media guys pitched us the, the idea, and we were like, yeah, sure, but... You know, I think we it was a bit unfair because we were in conditions where we weren't really able to say no to to anything. So, yeah, we we so yeah, we, we, I think it was just the three of us that that knew about it. Maybe some of the agents had, yeah. had heard the the idea. So then we we decided to go up to the rooms, and uh, I didn't want to go to my room. Tommy didn't want to go to his room, so we ended up in the European tour media guy room. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, tell us what Tommy did. Also, we know the story. I'm going to make you tell it. <laughs> so we get there, and obviously the script was, you know, you're getting bad, and you say this, and you say that. Right. So Tommy gets there and gets, like, fully naked and gets in bed. <laughs> And I told him, no, I'm not, I'm not going to get in like that, sorry, but there needs to be at least some clothing. So, yeah, he put the the minimum clothing possible on and, and, and we then, got in bed. So the media guy had to sleep in that bed after Tommy got naked in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did, he did, he did. Oh, man, I don't know how to, how to circle back after that story, but... Uh, you've been obviously a world-class player for a long time, but you've really taken your game to the next level uh, in recent years. What do you credit that to? What's been the biggest difference? Uh, just many little improvements. Uh, you know, I realized obviously three, four years ago that if I wanted to get better, I I couldn't get better. Like I couldn't hit the ball 50 yards longer or make... 150 bucks every <laughs> yeah. day. Oh, so yes, you can. But not every day. So I just try to, to get better, a little bit better at many different things. And, and uh, I think when you, when you add them up together, obviously they, they make a, a bigger difference. It seems to me from a viewing perspective that professional golf at the highest, highest level and winning tournaments isn't so much about how many great shots you hit. It's how good your bad shots are and i felt like watching you coming down the stretch at carnoustie i I've, i felt like he's not going to make a mistake so how much do you have you improved in in terms of controlling misses and limiting the mistakes you made is that something that you that you consciously try to fix uh no because fortunately that's always been the the way i played yeah. so my my issue was more making the the good shots better in a way and just learning to play more aggressively and and uh probably more mindset than anything else you know hitting the ball harder off the tee and and giving up a little bit of control but trying to to go for flags and uh and stuff like that so uh the, i think your your idea your principle is right but uh for me it was almost a case of, of going the other way and taking a bit more risks what was it like kind of totally backtracking but growing up with like an older brother that was such a great player as well did you think that helped you from a competitive standpoint and did you guys have legendary matches when you were young <laughs> yeah well it was very competitive no one wanted to lose uh, anything we played we had a table tennis at home and and there were rackets flying and, <laughs> and, and uh but yeah no it, it's been massively important for me especially I've said it many times, but especially growing up in Italy, obviously it's a small golfing country. It was even more at the time, and there, there weren't that many good players. So to have someone you could practice with all day, and and you know we were pushing each other to get better. And I didn't want him to hit it longer than me. He didn't want me to hit it longer than him. And and putting and chipping, and so it's it's a continuous push to to improve. And I think it helped both of us. Yeah. But when you guys are paired together at the Ryder Cup, are you guys like cursing at each other in Italian, <laughs> or are you just competitive together? And it can go. How how did that play out? Uh, no, no, because we, growing up, as we we played a lot of golf together as well. You know, in foursomes and and four balls, and uh, so we used to play together. And uh, no, I mean we have that ability to kind of switch from hating each other to loving each other pretty, pretty quickly so it was it was great fun to to play with him in ways and and uh you know incredible to to play your first Ryder cup alongside your brother it's 
incredible mm-hmm. to, to think about it. One one situation I was always curious to ask you was at the 2012 Ryder Cup, you played in the final match against Tiger, and you guys had already clinched the Ryder Cup ahead of you, and you guys were playing the last hole, and you had about a three, three-and-a-half-foot putt uh, that would have been to, to have the match, yeah. and Tiger conceded that to you. Did yeah. that surprise you when he conceded that putt to you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting it. Uh, but, you know, it was obviously a, a nice gesture from him. It was a long, long match when you play last in the Ryder yeah. Cup and it's so tight. It's, it's a long, long afternoon and uh, uh, I understand he probably just wanted to, you know, get out of there. And, and uh, like you said, we, we had clinched the, the, the cup and, and it didn't make a, a huge difference. What was that like this year when you guys had clinched it very early uh, thanks to the way the U.S. played and the ma- Alex Noren's match went on for like another hour. Were you guys already starting to drink out on the course and start celebrating what, and following that match? No, I think a few of us went back to the to the team room. The it started room, right and away, then, and then realized he was outside. <laughs> so we're like, oh, shit, we we need to get out there and support and support him. But then it was great to see him make that part at the last. It was for you. It was crazy. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, us, for us, it was great. Yeah, yeah, great. All right, Francesco, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck this week at the players, Thank and you. congratulations again on the victory. Thank you very much, guys. Thank Cheers. you. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.